Gerard Williams Show. Coming to you live. Hey, hey, my friends. This is T. Gerard Williams, your host and executive producer of the T. Gerard Williams Show. And I want to tell you that today, as our special guest, we have Mr. William Turner on the line with us. Now, let me just give you a quick heads up. Uh, Billy Turner, who writes under the name William Turner, uh, has written a book that he was on our show with before that was called uh, A Murder in Our Midst. And he told us then that he was writing another book right after that book, which was going to be called Death Comes for the President. Well, as a man true to his word, Mr. Turner has written that book, and it is called Death Comes for the President, and I wanted him to come back on the air with us and share what that book was about. And he agreed, and he is on the line with us today. Mr. Turner, are you with us, sir? Yes, I am, Mr. Williams. <laughs> it is good to hear your voice, good to have you on the line, and certainly good to know that you are doing what you said you were going to do. Thank you. So, <laughs> you are absolutely welcome. Like I said, my listeners and I um, were so glad to have you on our show the last time that you spoke about your last book. And um, certainly, it's always a, a privilege and a pleasure when someone comes back on the air to tell us not only are they um, still writing books, but have already successfully written another book and want to share that information with us. So, without any further ado, Mr. Turner, uh, first of all, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling from uh, Quartz Hill, California. It's about 90 miles from Los Angeles. It's quiet. It's close to the desert. The air blows fresh. We get uh, snow during the winter. We get the changing of the seasons here, and I love it. Well, that sounds like a plan. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm a Miami native. I, I'm born and raised in Miami, but I love the changes of seasons. So whenever I get a chance to go to a place where there's a, a spring, a summer, a winter, and a fall, I'll always go try to visit. And, in fact, you just uh, set up a, what may be my next vacation visit. So <laughs> thanks for the, for the travel promo. <laughs> so, Mr. Turner, uh, this book, Death Comes for the President. When I first heard the title, I was thinking uh, about number 45, and I don't want to get political, but uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Uh, so I just, I'm just going to go ahead and clear the deck and let you know that that's, that was the first thought on my mind. But then I looked at the bio, I looked at what it was all about, and for those who are into murder mysteries, I think we have hit a home run, and this is definitely a hit out of the park. So can you tell us just a little bit about it? I mean, uh, I know that the main character in, in your book is Sir uh, Robert Winter. I know that. Yes. But can you tell us about him and what's happening in the book and what makes this murder mystery so intriguing and so different than anything else out there on the market? Uh, I think it is uh, timely. And Sir Robert Winchell, um in my first book, he was introduced, A Murder in Our Mess. And uh, after going to college, specifically Harvard, he met Raymond Babant, an affluent Caucasian. And uh, 
Robert Winchell was an African-American. They both hailed from California. That was the only thing that they had in common. After graduation, uh, Robert Winchell became a, a Los Angeles police uh, officer. Raymond went to work for his multi-billionaire father. Robert experienced racial prejudice, and he was tossed over for promotions. Disgruntled, he resigned and went to England, where he encountered the same bigotry and prejudice. All of his letters to Raymond were cheerful in all of this. But Raymond had come to know Robert. They were like brothers. They had, uh, Robert had gone to Raymond's mansion in Pasadena, spent considerable time there. They even considered him a part of the family. So Raymond knew something was wrong, the tone of the letter. And they used their influence to get him a job with Scotland Yard. And uh, luckily, he handled a delicate case for the Queen of England. And to show her appreciation, she knighted him. And Raymond sent him a letter, much later, and told him to come right away. Someone in his family was going to kill him. Mm. Robert dropped everything and went to Raymond's aid, but only to arrive too late. Raymond was dead. What Robert found puzzling was that the family that he had called his own had closed ranks like they weren't interested. They said that uh, Raymond had committed suicide because he had terminal cancer and couldn't deal with it. Robert said, oh, no. Not the Raymond that I know. Besides, he didn't tell me. And he would have. And what he uncovered was shocking. And during that investigation in uh, Raymond's death, Robert, not having jurisdiction in California, uh, teamed up with uh, Detective Dennis to solve the mystery. Ooh. And I teamed them up, and death comes for the president. Hey, sounds good, sounds good so far. Yes, and so at any rate, uh, there were five deaths committed at Walter Reed Hospital. And uh, Captain Larry Elson, despite his diligence, was unable to solve the case. By the way, all of the victims were in the hematology department. After this, shortly thereafter, the president had gone on an economic summit, visiting China, Japan, Turkey, and other nations. Right. When he returned to the United States on the tarmac 
They couldn't rouse him. Only to find out later that he had been murdered. Mm. And the United States was ready to go to war. Of course. Yeah. So they turned around there. They called in Sir Robert Winchell to retrace the steps that the president had taken on his economic summit. This was a delicate task for uh, Sir Robert because he was interviewing heads of countries and he had to be extremely tactful so as not to antagonize these governments. Of course. During this excursion, he was made aware of the five murders that had gone unsolved at Walter Reed. His investigation reinvestigated those five murders. It was to determine if uh, the death of the president was uh, home spot, if a country had done this, had poisoned the president. And what he uncovered shocked not only the United States, but the world. Wow. Talk about intrigue on top of intrigue. <laughs> yes. And by the way, let me let me preface this by saying that it has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the present uh, president, Donald Trump, <laughs> or uh, the former president, uh, Barack Obama. It's totally fictional. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, we need to make that disclaimer, so we're going on record with that one. <laughs> Definitely. Present work. 
Absolutely. You can't rest on your laurels. You you do have right. to continue continue to grind. You still have to have to make this book obviously different than the first one, uh, simply because it's a different book. Exactly. It's a different premise, and regardless right. of the reviews that you get, it's different. You might get uh, two stars out of five, one star out of five. So be it. But I was not expecting such a review. It was breathtaking. Uh, my family lives in Boston, and uh, I deal with them through the Internet. And I think I blew up the Internet. <laughs> that review. My church members, my neighbors, at the gas station. It was like the reviewer knew what I was attempting to do and accomplish that. It was like uh, validation of sort. Not that I was looking for that, but it was like recognition. Yes, this is it. Billy Turner, William Turner, is indeed a mystery writer. Because you endeavor, Mr. Williams, to be credible, believable, that your readers can identify. And the setting is on point. And it's easy to follow. The characters are believable. The entire shot. And so once I got that review, it was like I had accomplished all of those things. That's it, was incredible. Experience. it was a humbling experience. But you were reading at the same time, right? Yeah. I went out and got some, uh, <laughs> I got some uh, brandy. I came back. <laughs> I looked at it again. And when I went to bed, I woke up, cut the computer on, and read it again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't, you know, I... <laughs> I can certainly agree with you. I, I, if, if I had received something like that and and it kind of, you know, solidified what I was doing and, and put a, 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 you know, a star on it, I would break the internet too. <laughs> it, was, it was like uh, an explanation point, explanation point. You have arrived. And yes, I, sir. I, and so that was the most rewarding uh, thing that I got because uh, I had received uh, a review from a, uh, Reader, great book, and that was it, and no uh, comments whatsoever. But when this book reviewer reviewed it, I was absolutely floored, sir. Mm, I don't blame you. I really don't. I think I'm happy for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Listen, um. To, to the listeners out there right now, Mr. Turner has written a wonderful book. It's a mystery book that you will want to have on yourself, but it's also a book that you want to share with others. So, Mr. Turner, could you tell us how we can receive a copy of the book? Where can we purchase it? Uh, where is it located? It is located at all book outlets. It's sold on Amazon.com. Barnes and Noble, and like I said, all other book outlets. Uh, a Murder in Our Midst, and the later, uh, the later one is uh, Death Counts for the President. And unlike the uh, first one, the debut uh, murder mystery, uh, A Murder in Our Midst, Death Counts for the President 
the first three chapters can be read uh, without commitment. On uh, I think it's on Amazon.com, and I think that's, uh, that piece is also available at uh, Bonds and No. So you said that the first three chapters can be read by anybody? Just uh... yes, they can just uh, open the book and start reading without commitment of purchase. Wow, that's a nice little freebie. That's a nice little touch as well. Wow. So listen, did you hear? Did you hear what he said? He said you can even go to any book retailer. First of all, to get the book, and obviously, I'm encouraging you to go get the book. And secondly, he said if you go to Amazon or maybe Barnes and Noble that you can actually read the first three chapters of the book with no strings attached. How about that? That way so, they will get an idea what the feel of the book is, my writing style. Does it keep you interested in all of this? And I thought that that would be an intriguing aspect to get the book uh, out to them. It was... Uh, literary agent in South Carolina who was most sagacious. She says it hardly matters how, what means you get your book available to the reading public. They are the ultimate judge. They will solidify your place in history or no place at all. You can go to you can you can be published by Random House or whatever Penguin, and the people read it. They say, "How in God's name that this uh, did this get published?" <laughs> but the most important thing is this: you get it out there, and you give them the opportunity to evaluate you, and their validation or lack thereof makes all the difference. Because the criticism in those reviews, you can't be thin-skinned, Mr. Williams. You must take what they say most seriously. Why doesn't it make sense? What did you understand? That enables you to perfect your craft if you are dedicated to that genre. Yeah, it does. You know, the, uh, the ultimate judge is your reader. Exactly. Right, right. Just like in, in, the, in the case with uh, radio, the ultimate judge of what we do is our listeners. If they listen, right. then we, we receive, you know, uh, some kind of uh, satisfaction quota for ourselves. But right. if they're not listening, wow, we're just talking to the air. We might as well just talk to the ceiling. You, you know, and encourage their feedback. You know, I was watching, uh, what you call this, American Idol. And this transgender was on there in full drag. I was looking, not really interested, until that individual opened his mouth. Right. Regardless of his sexual orientation, the man can sing. Absolutely. And so they turned around and they voted him in the lower rung and all this. He had to sing for survival on it. And the judges turn around, man, and they uh, say, no, we're making an executive decision. We know talent when we see it, and they put him in the top ten. That was ignoring the public's opinion, their vote. You might not agree with it, but respect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what's, what's the point of the voter 
participation if you're going to go against him. Yeah. Not everybody's yeah. going to be on the same page. That's true. Not everybody's going to like the singing. They might not like it, but they maybe they found uh, inappropriate his attire, his sexual uh, orientation. That is their prerogative. You can't override that. You got to respect that, although you might not agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of people uh, don't agree with our present president. You might not. That's your prerogative. But respect it. And respect the office that he holds. Exactly. Exactly. You may not like the man, but respect the position. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and people, it's just uh, when people read my book, if they like it, fine. If they don't, I respect their opinion. I respect their reviews. And I take their reviews most seriously. I can't be angry with them or respond negatively. No. Respect it and perfect your craft. That's right. It only makes you better. What, you yeah. know, it, the the thing is, you, you keep doing, you, you lay your heart and your skills out on the line, and all you can do is, from the feedback, is get better. Whether it's good or negative, you you, 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 you get better. You know what, Mr. Williams, I use the analogy emotional nudity. When your talent is like out, out there before the uh, public, you're wondering if they're going to boo clap, cheer, or whatever, right. is that you're standing before the world naked, and when you get validation, you get those cheers, those claps, those whistles, you have arrived, yeah. and that was the way I felt with that review that I received. Absolutely. You have Absolutely. invested your talent, your skill, your learning, your experience into writing Dead Comes for the President. It's it was it was elating. At the same time, it was most humbling. Yes, yes. That's that's what it's all about. You have to have the, the right spirit for it. I mean, you you can you can be arrogant. You can be arrogant if that's your choice. But I believe that that the humble to the humble comes the best fruit. You know, uh, yeah. It just it just seems that that what goes around comes around, and if you if you can be humble and yet exhilarated at the same time, that's that's what living is all about. But you're right, sir. It's just like uh, my son read it, and he says, "Pop," I said, "Well," he says, "I like this." I said, "Bully for you," but what about the rest of the people? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "If you want me to fly you out here to California, you better hope that other people like it." But uh, at any rate. <laughs> That was that lighter moment. Uh, But is that once you set your mind on something and you dedicate all of your energies toward it, this is like being a radio uh, host. You want to reach the listeners. You're not going to just regurgitate facts. Get their input, what they think, what they are experiencing. With you might have a highly salient article or topic, and they're going through all type of psychological, financial problems, or whatever. 
and they might ill receive your message. Let Williams know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. And your uh, <coughs> console will light up. And it'll give you a feel for your listeners. Listen to what they have to say. Don't contradict them. Just listen. And it'll be quite enlightening. Absolutely. And then they will be more receptive to the other news that you are imparting. Sure. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Turner, I have enjoyed our time together. Certainly, Death Comes for the President is on my list of books to get for the next uh, reading. Uh, we have a we have a little book club that we do uh, online uh, called uh, Wisdom and Knowledge Book Club, okay. and um, we may uh, be putting this on our book um, of the month to read. And um, uh, and if so, we'll certainly be buying our own copies. And we're we're not going to go ahead and, and just you know bootleg anything. We're going to actually uh, have them required that they purchase the book, and and certainly um, that's what we do. And uh, I am looking forward to not only uh, reading this one, but I'm also looking forward to the next book that you have already uh, invested in your mind and in your spirit. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, a little bit of our insight. When you go to Amazon.com, scroll down to, once you've accessed uh, Death Counts for the President, scroll down to the editorial review. And there you will right. see the uh, Stella review that I received. It's on Amazon. You know what? Let me see something right quick while I, while I am speaking with you. And briefly, this will work and not do anything crazy. Sometimes my computer. Well, mine work. did it yesterday, and I called the computer people. I said, you got to help me. They said, what's wrong with you? I said, my computer's on the press. I was about to lose the two books that I'm presently working on. Hmm. Wow, let me see if I can pull up this. It's a little slow, but bear with me. Bear with me just one second or so. I wanted it to. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking for the review. Oh, you know what I see? On uh, mine, I haven't found the the second review. I see the first review where it says "Great Book." I, I see that one. Well, did you uh, type in "Death Counts for the President"? Yes, I was on that. I was on that page already. Um, I see one one. Review five star review still a five star review, uh, but he said it was a great book, and I was looking for the the, the one that scroll, you were speaking scroll, of. Scroll down. Okay, I am all the way down here still need one review, and to see all the details. No, that's all the details. That's not quite it. And Mr. Turner, I want to do this for you. I was going to actually read that. Um, well, give me a minute because I need the readers to be aware of this. My computer is on. 
All right, Mr. Turner. That is our time. Uh, we're going to end our segment. Uh, is there any last words that you want to say to my listeners before we sign off? I hope that you enjoy the book, that you will read the book and buy the book, and all of those go together. And if you are an aspiring writer, don't quit. Keep at it if that is your passion, because you will eventually get published. And don't take any negativity to heart. Don't be thin-skinned. Perfect your craft, and you will succeed. I have this word. It's called monkey, M-A-N-Q-U-E. I think my spelling is on target today. Is that frustrated ambitions, failing to realize your goal and your objectives. Keep at it. Don't put it off and don't set a time frame in completing it. Just do your very best. And if you have any questions or solicit insight into your pursuit, you can reach me at Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, 14, underscore, 2000, underscore, 2000 at yahoo.com. I will gladly answer all of your questions. I certainly thank you, Mr. Turner. That's words of wisdom and certainly words of support. All right, my friends, this is T. Gerard Williams, your host and executive producer of the T. Gerard Williams Show. And as always, I'll see you when I see you. So bye-bye now. If you're talking about it, it's because we're talking about it. Williams Show.